You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Born on the radio, raised by technology. You're tuned into Tomorrow during our 26th year covering the latest in cool consumer tech, including products and services and gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. As the announcer dude said, I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. Are you sure? The announcer yeah. dude didn't say that. No, he didn't. Oh. But it's nice, though, when callers say, hi, Dave, hi, Chris, hi, Cam, because we're the team for you and answering your questions and helping you out with all sorts of things, along with the Rosmo working with the show and Horatio working with the show and Beth working with the show. We've got a team, of course, gathered around to help answer those questions and address your digital dilemmas. And we do it every week. And you win prizes when we hear you on the air. So don't hesitate to participate. Stay tuned. We'll tell you about the current week's prizes available and how you can mention them with no promise or guarantee. But we'll do our best to get one of the items you mentioned to you, if at all possible. That's kind of how that works. In the meantime, we've got some more tech news and commentary and more of your calls standing by. Honda Motor Company is expanding its vision to include robots, air taxis, and a reusable space rocket. So now Honda's in there, too. Bloomberg reports that the automaker is planning test flights for its air taxis in 2023, and it's continuing work on its humanoid robot, Osimo, which the company says could be used to explore the moon. I wonder if they've told NASA that. Yeah. This is not bad for a company that got started by uh, making motorized bicycles. That's what Honda did initially? That's what Honda did, Honda did initially. No Honda way. used to work for Toyota. I forgot his first name, but the namesake of Honda worked for Toyota and then oh, left so, and started his own So company. Honda's a person? Yes. Oh, I thought it was another one of those made-up no, company he, names. He, he left and started this company working in a shack with, like, I think, 12 other people, and they were taking surplus engines from, from World War II and strapping them to bicycles, and that's how Honda got started. Very cool. Yeah. Now, see, the, and you know that because that's why you're the host of This Week in Tech History. History, history, history. History, yeah. history. And you've got to check out his videos, 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 yeah, videos, yeah. at intotomorrow.com. Com, 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 com. Com. Yeah. Uh, while we're in that part of the world, at a drone light show in Henan, China, dozens of drones fell from the sky, creating a stunning apocalyptic scene. Uh-oh. Uh, shortly after the crowd gathered to watch the light show, the drones began falling, sending viewers scattering to find cover. Apparently, the drones fell due to human error and luckily didn't cause injury or property damage. Probably uh, just a few haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, initially, the organizers of the light show blamed a rival drone company for the error, claiming, oh, yeah. claiming that the company created ill-intentioned signal interference to sabotage the light show. <laughs> However, later, the shopping complex that hosted the light show told local police that it may have just been due to operational errors. Yeah, more likely. But it's, it's very typical of, of anybody in China to blame anyone else. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised they didn't blame bats that came flying in and interfered with the drones. They probably did. Yeah. yeah. Carrying a drone virus. Yeah. 
Uh, now I'm starting to get too political, but it's true. Come on, the Chinese virus. Tech industry groups, the Computer and Communications Industry Association, and NetChoice are suing Texas over the state's recently passed law that aims to block social media companies from banning users based on political views. The complaint objects to transparency provisions that would, in its words, require companies to document in excruciating detail how they exercise their editorial discretion over potentially billions of pieces of content. How about they just don't do it at all, yeah. and then they don't have to worry about it? It argues that as a whole, the law infringes on web services' right to free expression. In other words, their ability to censor as they see fit. Yeah. So no wonder they're against it. I hope they lose. Because, come on, free speech, that's going to be in the long run, I hope, what saves us. Yeah. It's going to take probably a couple more years, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. T-Mobile has announced that it's cutting the price of its 5G-powered home Internet service by $10, bringing it back to the $50 price that it charged during its pilot program. And that $50 a month gets you Internet with no data cap, speeds that T-Mobile estimates will be anywhere between 35 and 115 megabits per second. Decent. And a router capable of turning 5G and LTE into Wi-Fi, hmm. which you'll have to return if you ever cancel the contract-free plan. But this is all for 50 it's bucks a month. all for $50 a month. Uh-huh. Of course, there are still some asterisks. Uh, that $50 price is with automatic billing turned on. Leaving that off means you'll pay $55 a month instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you're still paying taxes and fees. They're just built into the price. T-Mobile estimates that that accounts for about 3 to 12% of your bill. But uh, the fact that they include it, which they do on all of their uh, plans, I mean, yeah. I, credit to them. You know, they're saying, you know, we're capping things, and yeah, it includes the tax. So don't worry. We're paying that tax. Well, we're paying it as customers. But really, it's 50 bucks. That's yeah. all you're having to pay, or 55 if you don't want it automatically yeah. deducted. And, of course, this is still something I'm waiting to be available in my area because I'm yeah. trying to get away from Comcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, the company also warns that you'll have to have your – you could have your service slow down in times of heavy congestion, though they claim that that's unlikely. Wow. Interesting. So, But I, I've signed up for both the T-Mobile and the Verizon notification so that if either one, whichever one is first in my area, I'm going to sign up for and I'll test it and I'll report. Now, do either one require that your cell phone be on their service as well? I know Verizon, you get a cheaper price if it's on their uh, service. Okay. But if you're so, only using them for the internet. Right. Uh, you know, I want to say, and don't quote me because I could be wrong, that it's something like $70 a month if you're not an existing Verizon customer or $50 if you, if you have a Verizon phone. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my you know, off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, don't yell at me. Yell at my brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you know Mars experienced a 4.2 magnitude quake last month that lasted an hour and a half? Yikes. Yeah. I mean, most quakes here are a few seconds, right? Thank God. But that's according to data recorded by NASA's InSight Lander. Mission scientists say this quake is one of the longest temblers ever detected on the planet. I wonder if Mars is upset Maybe that we're poking around and doing stuff. And finally, the little green men are going to come out and go, hey, enough. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Microsoft's Xbox team is partnering with Adidas, or Adidas, as we say here in the U.S. Yes, but the correct pronunciation, as we've learned every year when we're in Germany for IFA, is Adidas. Because it's Adi 
and DOS, two right. brothers. Okay. Right. Uh, they've paired up to create limited edition Xbox sneakers. Oh, God. The collaboration will see Adidas produce an Xbox sneaker to mark 20 years since the original release of the Xbox console. The sneakers include the Xbox logo and translucent green details. Now, while this appears to be a limited edition sneaker that Microsoft will use for giveaways, there will also be a separate Xbox-inspired sneaker available for purchase later this year. Alongside the Xbox sneakers, Microsoft is also planning to release an Xbox mini-fridge this holiday. Mm-hmm. The company has promised to provide more information about its Xbox mini-fridge plans at some point this month. So stay at tuned. At some point. We'll have so, it for you. So if you want your Xbox mini-fridge, then stay tuned. <laughs> so you'll watch the press releases, and then we'll report back to our audience. Yes. Toyota is seeking a patent for a camera system to track traffic violations committed by nearby cars storing images on a server. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. The information could potentially be accessed by law enforcement, of course, which, of course, also means that the info can be used against you as well. So see, this is interesting. Well, see, I, I, you know, I haven't had owned a Toyota in many years. I'm certainly not going to own one now. Well, but see, you're, you're former law enforcement. Yeah. I know that there are certain infractions that have to be witnessed in person by an officer to be able to write a ticket. Yeah. Does video count? I would say yes, because look at red light cameras. And while well, but, they continue to be challenged, they're oftentimes legit. Well, and I've, I've heard here in Florida that, that it can't count as, like, I guess, points toward your license because it wasn't witnessed by an officer. All they can do is, is fine you, but it yeah. can't go against your license. So I don't yeah. know. I would be curious about that, because if they're going to do this whole camera system for traffic violations committed by nearby cars and storing all that information... You got to wonder. I mean, certainly it's going to be challenged by defense attorneys, regardless, mm-hmm. and whether or not courts will allow it, because that it's going to argue, also be argued that it's new tech, and we have to adopt to this new tech. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's certainly something that we will stay on top of to see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of cars, the pandemic upended supply chains in nearly every industry, and the auto industry was one of the worst affected. While automakers hoped to recover millions of lost sales incurred during the lockdowns of 2020, the ongoing semiconductor chip shortage is making that impossible. And now, hopes of rectifying the silicon drought anytime soon looks highly unlikely for car makers. Automotive News reported this past Wednesday on a new forecast from IHS Market, which predicts that the auto industry will not enter a recovery phase until the first half of 2023. Oh. That could mean a whole other additional year of inventory shortages and higher prices, though the forecast also foresees stabilization of chip shortages uh, happening uh, in the second half of 2022. Fact, you know, I was thinking I mean, that, even that's too long. My know, gosh, it's another almost year. I mean, I was thinking that the other day, driving down the street here, around, down the, not too far from here, there's a corner, big intersection that has like six car dealers on it. Yeah. And I looked, and just about every lot is empty. Whoa. And it's just, and it's all basically because of this, this short, well, it's combination. It's the, the shortage and the fact that we're at the end of the model year, so they haven't gotten new vehicles in yet. But it's just, it's weird because you look at some of these car dealers and you think they've gone out of business. Oh, I know. they have no cars in their lot. And it's also weird, I've talked about this on the air, admitted that I have never in my life paid sticker price for any car. And I bought several new cars because I'm 100 years old. I bought a lot of them over the years. Uh, not quite 100. But the fact is that, that, I had to pay sticker for the new car that I really wanted because of all of its tech about a month and a half ago. And I had the dealer telling me, 
well, because we promised it to you and we're, you know, we can't discount it, but we have others willing to pay much more than stickers. So tell us now if you don't want it, we'll sell it for more money. I went, no, 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 I want it. I want it. Because well, when you get the only car in the region, then yeah, yeah you've got, you got to pay sticker. <laughs> it was the only vehicle in the entire Southeast U.S. I was told originally the only one in Florida, but no, the only, beyond that, it was the only one in the Southeast U.S. that had the exact combination of all, everything I wanted, the color and everything and all the tech. And I'm loving it, but poof, yeah, paid way too much for it. Mm-hmm. So, like anything else with tech, early adopters, because this was the all all new Acura MDX for 2022. And I remember your son Cameron, my grandson, saying, "Wow, you have a 2022, and it's still only 2021." Well, that happens around this time well, of year, but. because you know. You know, Acura saw a sucker on your forehead, which is why they, they contacted you about sending you that loaner for a week so you could do a report on because they knew yeah. we send this guy a car for a week, he's going to buy one. And they were right <laughs> because they saw sucker and on the back of my head, gullible, and on the back of my neck, kick me, and et cetera. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm aside from the fact that it cost me way too much money. $66,000, thank you very much. And it wasn't chump change, right? I didn't have that under my mattress. The fact is that I very much like the vehicle, so I don't have buyer's remorse for that. I only have that I had to spend so much money on it because of the chip shortage. And it saves me gas money because now you drive everywhere. You know, about that. <laughs> you know, I thought, well, the car's brand new, and it's already a month and a half old. I think I have 420 miles on it already. Mm-hmm. Because you have me going to everywhere, including all of Cameron's football games and carrying all the gear, and that's just well, not fair. You have the hotspot and the 16 speakers. and Yeah. I mean, Cameron's really upset if it's like, should we take Papa's car or mine? No, 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 yours, yours, yours. Yeah, okay. He's very yeah, excited when he gets onto my hotspot that's built yeah. in. Well, and, I found myself apologizing to him the other day because we were playing a song in my car and it didn't sound as good as it does in your car. <laughs> because, you know, I don't have 16 speakers. I think I only have eight. <laughs> and I have a... Very powerful subwoofer as well. Yeah, I don't have a subwoofer. Yeah, your your stuff, your country music ugh, sounds tinny. Well, because I have those crappy Ford factory speakers because I was too cheap to upgrade to the Bose package. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the, uh, the the stuff that's in the MDX? We did it as part of our report from a uh, very famous... I thought that was Bose, too. No, no, no. no. Music composer. Oh, oh um, yeah, I don't remember now. Gosh, it even it even pops up every time you turn it's the car on on the, on the 10 and a half inch display. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Look at the video. Search for 2022 MDX. Somebody's so famous we can't remember his name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's where all that came from. And, and, of course, we've talked for a long time, all of our years, about some of the best sounds for your favorite tunes are in your car or should be because it's a very closed environment. And, of course, this also has, you know, um, uh, auto canceling, noise canceling, and all that. It's got microphones in the ceiling that, you know, put out, p- collect frequencies from other sounds that we can't hear as humans. But whatever, I don't know. Which, as as we learned when we were talking to uh, Les Tax from our, our, our local twelve volt guy the other day, Cartronics. causes a lot of problems these days with all these aftermarket things because you put amplifiers and subwoofers in these new cars, and because of the noise cancellation, because these things are picking up on frequencies that you won't hear, but when you put a subwoofer in this car, you get these like rumbles yes. that are just because of the noise cancellation microphones. All of a sudden, your car is literally hopping down the street yeah. <laughs> instead of driving. <laughs> 
pretty strange, but, well, what can you do? Uber is rolling out several new features designed to improve the most dreaded imaginable trip, the airport trip. Oh, jeez. In select cities, customers can book a ride to the airport up to 30 days in advance and even send their flight information to their driver so they can track its progress in real time. The company is uh, deploying machine learning to improve curbside pickups as well. When booking a ride in advance, riders will be asked to provide their flight information. And within 24 hours of a flight's landing, they'll receive notifications of any delays or potential early arrivals. Uber's algorithm will respond to any time changes, adjusting the reservation pickup time automatically and informing the driver. Instagram head Adam Mosery, or Mossery, I don't know how you say his name. Uh, well, we'll go with Adam. Yeah. Uh, recently said that Instagram is, quote, no longer a photo sharing app. No. No. It's an anti-social yeah. app, but no He's longer photo that sharing. The company was prioritizing a shift into video amid significant competition from TikTok and YouTube. Now Instagram is taking another step toward its goal of making video a more central part of Instagram with news that it will now combine IGTV's long-form video and Instagram feed videos into a new format called simply Instagram Video. Oh, jeez. These videos... Very clever. Of course, they're owned by Facebook, so yeah, they're clever. Uh, These videos, both longer and shorter, will be found on users' profiles in a new video tab. Now, none of these changes will impact what Instagram is already doing with Reels, though. The company's short-form video platform and TikTok rival will continue to remain separate. Yeah. And now, Fakebook has Reels. Yeah. Because, again, they can use the name Reels because they already own Instagram, which uses Reels and has for a long time. So now Reels on Fakebook, which is interesting because I only posted a couple just for grins. I've gotten more reaction from that because more followers on Fakebook than anywhere else. And if you want to follow me, please do. And if you mention the show, I'll follow you back. But everything on all kinds of anti-social media, from LinkedIn to Twitter to Facebook to Instagram to whatever, is all the same. At Dave Graveline, one word. And I'll follow you back if you mention the show. And you can find it, links to the show's Twitter feed and among many more on our site at intotomorrow.com. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. It's your favorite tech show, Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow, your favorite tech show, is brought to you by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Visit dexcom.com. It's time for our history feature. Our is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. 
Here's Chris Graveline. IFA history, IFA history. In 1988, radio stations were no longer anonymous. Radio Data System, or RDS, was developed in Germany, which identified every station and showed the name on the display. RDS car radios automatically searched for the best available transmitter or frequency of each station. In 1991, at the IFA, or International Funkausstellung, an extension of the RDS service was introduced, which enabled the reception of traffic information, even if the chosen station didn't offer one. I know nothing, nothing. RDS radios are still around in many cars today. That's this week's IFA update, brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. There you go. And while you're online, be sure to visit intotomorrow.com and sign up for our free tech newsletter. You want to do that. It's free, and it's once a week, and we don't spam you. And then, after you've done that, participate and win by calling 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Using the free Into Tomorrow app or clicking the Ask Dave button on intotomorrow.com because when you participate and we hear you on the show, you win. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Thank you. What do we have for them these days when folks call in to win stuff? We have, in no particular order, <laughs> iHealth has provided wireless fingertip pulse oximeters. We've got from Eufy an indoor pan and tilt security camera with human and pet AI. Oh. Cosmo has sent a few of their junior track two smartwatches for kids. Ilago has sent some snapshot cases for AirPods Pro and AirTag. And Carlock sent several of their advanced real-time car tracker and alert systems. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Even Lots though the cool big stuff. summer giveaway this year is done, we still have goodies every week for you to participate. And I even have some stuff on the desk in the other room that are waiting for next week's show. Some other cool stuff. So stay oh. tuned. We'll have some new prizes next week. Even. Well, either way, see, don't wait. Call in. Win stuff. We want to hear from you. Get you on the show. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses. From digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts, our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in technology, all sorts of consumer tech, including gadgets and gizmos and, and products and services, just everything available to you today and into tomorrow. So we're delighted that you've joined us and we appreciate that. We even appreciate it more when you participate on the program. And that's very easy to do anytime, 24-7 at your convenience. Join us with any questions about tech, any concerns, some tech rage, if you will. Don't worry, we have the bleep button ready if necessary. Just express yourself and share with us your comments and concerns as it relates to anything involving tech. The easiest way is the 800 number, toll free, of course, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. 
Or you can now visit us at intotomorrow.com. Click on the little button on the lower right that says Ask Dave with a microphone. And you can ask us that way on any device with a browser and a microphone, of course. And then you can talk with us that way or the free Into Tomorrow app. Either way, so many easy ways to participate. We want to hear from you. Our next guest is with a pioneer in smart lighting and electrical control and is launching a new line of Nokia smart lighting products. He is the chairman and CEO of Smart Labs, Rob Lilliness. Rob, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Where are you joining us from? The beautiful Seattle, Washington. Ah, very fine. So almost uh, the uh, diagonal opposite uh, from where we are in Miami. So the other end of the country in every sense of the word. So uh, glad to have you with us. And thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us. Tell me first a little bit about Smart Labs, since you're the chairman and CEO of that company. And then let's get into the new stuff to talk about. Yes, Smart Labs was really one of the first uh, producers of smart lighting and electrical control. And so we're a pioneer in the space. And because of that, we have developed um, over 50 patents in smart lighting and electrical control to deliver the most robust uh, performance um, product on the market today. Well, then, and that sounds obviously like a good lead-in to, to what the, the new Nokia uh, smart lighting products are. So, first of all, what makes lighting smart? Well, so, uh, lighting's evolved. Like, there's multiple categories. If you look at smart home, we have smart locks, smart thermostats. And the market has shifted from dumb or standard products to smart products. One major category that has yet to shift is lighting because it's been incredibly complex and incredibly expensive. So there are smart lighting. You can have smart lighting products today, but a smart light switch could cost you 200 or $250. Whoa. So it's very expensive, and we solve that problem. Good. So the, I was going to say that becomes the issue. We, we talk a lot. In fact, we give away a lot of Wi-Fi light bulbs and things of that nature that people say, oh, that now I'm finally becoming a, a bit of a smart home with some of these things. But you're right. When we've talked about switches, they've generally been way too expensive. And people say, well, what's the point? Let me just put a, a smart bulb in if I can use one of those in, in whatever room I'm dealing with. Uh, so how was it that you were able to get the cost of switches to be more affordable then? Well, we what we have done is really focus on mass market uh, consumer components that go into our light switches. Mm-hmm. So that way we we it's in, in a way it's like Henry Ford. You can have any color of car you want as long as it's black. <laughs> yeah. So we've really focused on instead of, you know, some of the smart lighting you see today looks like something out of Star Trek. We've designed products, uh, well, I'll show you, um, that look very um, like standard products that you would see. I'm not sure if you can see that. It's a standard paddle switch, beautiful, um, clean design, as opposed to you've seen some smart switches with flashing lights and blue and some green. This is really a mass market product. Cool. Now, of course, if you're like me and you're a tech geek, you like to see an occasional LED or something, you know, it just kind of gives you the warm fuzzies. But that's not what it's about. If you're talking about replacing uh, a standard switch like the one you just showed us, and for those listening on the radio, as always, you can come and visit intotomorrow.com and you'll see the interview with Rob and, and see what he's showing in addition to the video that we're adding while he's talking about it. 
a lot of times it is a matter of, I want it to look like it did, only be smart now and give me some flexibility. I'm assuming same sort of thing with dimmers. You've got those round dimmer yes, type switches exactly. as well. We have a beautiful dial switch. Uh-huh. We have um, also a, a keypad. So what's so um, incredible about the keypad is it can be customized. So uh, one of your listeners can go online, select uh, maybe they want living room, dining room, kitchen, or low, medium, high. Mm. They snap that out. They get the custom etching. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, says, okay. Yeah, now we can. Your, your, yeah. your camera focused on it somewhat. <laughs> and then snap that in. And they have a f- incredibly high-end switch and um, for a fraction of what you would pay with other vendors in the in the marketplace. Sure. And it now it's labeled, which is very helpful too. So anybody, even a visitor come in doesn't have to say, well, what button do I push to turn that on? It's labeled. Exactly. Just, just hit very the button. Good point. <laughs> so Dave, we focus to make smart lighting also simple. So so you know, smart lighting in the past has been complex. People can't figure out which uh, how to work with the, their lighting system. And so what we've done is really focus on the mass market. So if you want to control your lights via voice, um, whether it's Google or Amazon, or you want to just control it via the phone or via touch, it's all very simple. So if you have a guest over or an Airbnb, they'll know how to um, work the lights. And of course, that was going to be one of my next questions is, can we use our, I always use air quotes, smart speakers uh, to to dim the lights with the Nokia Smart Labs uh, devices? And apparently we can, and it doesn't yeah, have to absolutely. be just one or the other. It's the two major ones. And that's what counts because a lot of folks have got one or the other in their homes these days. Absolutely. We've really focused on making sure that we interoperate with what consumers have in their home. That's really important because Consumers want to make sure it works with what they have and also maybe what they have in the future. So our system really puts the intelligence in the cloud. So in the future, let's say um, energy management services. So um, there are companies that will pay you for using less electricity during high usage periods. Mm -hmm. We can easily turn that on in our smart lighting system should the consumer want to opt into something like that. Yeah, good. I never want to be forced to do something like that. It's like, why are the lights going off? Or worse, the air conditioner. You know, we're in Miami and they, and Florida plunder and loot. I think it's actually Florida power and light, but what I call them. Uh, they want to be able to turn my air conditioner off during peak times. It's like, that's the last thing I want to do. I mean, you know, I, I pay you so to, for the comfort. Let me be comfortable. Uh, but the fact that you can opt in for some of those kind of things is very helpful. Lighting yes. should certainly be among those kinds of things. I'm noticing a lot on your website, there's discussions about universal compatibility. Uh, and it kind of makes me wonder, does that mean it, it's helpful for folks that are uh, do-it-yourselfers? Does that mean it's better for the professional installers or maybe builders of new homes or that sort of thing. Tell me a little bit about this universal compatibility. Great question. So um, we, again, have focused on making it absolutely simple. So one, um, here's one of our competitors. They um, have 220 different stock keeping units, meaning devices. So if you have, let's say, uh, a fixture that's an on-off fixture, but you buy their dimmable switch, 
the light won't go on. Oh, so what we focused, what we mean, it's kind of like a universal remote control. We will work with what you have. So any bulb type, so whether it's halogen or LED or CFL or incandescent, any fixture type, so if it is a dimmable fixture or an on-off fixture, um, any voice assistant, Google or Alexa, any location, whether you're out of the house, in the house, or you just want to touch the light, um, and any configuration. So if you have uh, a light switch that just controls one light, or it's called a multipole, if you have a light at the top of the stairs and the bottom of the stairs, they have to work together. Mm-hmm. For the consumer, there's one universal switch. You plug it in, and it just works. For the electrician or for the home builder, there's one switch. So you come out to the, the consumer to install a new switch. You're guaranteed to satisfy your consumer as opposed to a truck roll back to the office. Oh, I pulled the wrong switch. Yeah. So that that's a very powerful for the end consumer. Again, making it really easy. We're chatting with Rob Lilliness, the chairman and CEO of Smart Labs, and invite you to visit their site at nokia.smartlabsinc.com. We're back with more with Rob as Into Tomorrow continues. Don't go away. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. We thank you for tuning into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the chairman and CEO of Smart Labs about their very cool new line of Nokia smart lighting products, Rob Lillinus. Rob, I love the future compatibility as well because that makes so much more sense to all of us. You know, you want to make sure that whatever you're doing uh, is affordable, makes sense, and of course has the ability to to be upgraded as necessary. And if things are in the cloud, it's a simple matter of a little software update. And maybe Correct. we don't even know it, but all of a sudden it's doing something we wanted it to do before uh, that Absolutely. you've been able to accomplish. Uh, Absolutely. I, I think that is terrific. Now, can these also uh, work with scheduling? Uh, you know, yeah, you can dim, you can turn on and off and that sort of thing. Can you set schedules with these uh, smart lighting products as well? You're coming home, you want them on, lights on or off certain times, that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, so, so one thing my wife asked me to do is... Um, uh, in the morning when it's dark, to have the lights just go on at 6 a.m. to a nice dim. Um, so, you know, no one trips going down the stairs. And then the kitchen lights turn on at about 20% of a dim at 6, 6 a.m. Huh. So it's it's a gracious way to wake up as opposed to you turn on the lights, it's bright. Um, or in the evening, you can even set your lights, for your exterior lights, for example, to go on at about sunset. You can um, say sunset plus 60 minutes and go off at sunrise. So really automating the use and enjoyment of your lights. The other thing we can do is um, set scenes. So if you have uh, you want to set the lights at a certain um for like a dinner party or movie night with one touch or just say movie night, Alexa, turn on movie night, your lights can then set the mood. And so that enjoyment of light um, and is now just 
uh, uh, click away. I'm glad you listened to your wife because it clearly can help many other people. <laughs> so that's 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 a good sign. How does the uh, Nokia smart lighting dual mesh approach make a difference? What is that, and how does it benefit us as a user? That's that's the most important thing, which is Thomas Edison really set the uh, consumer expectation, which is when you switch in, in 1880, when you switch the light on, it go, it has to go on. A lot of smart lighting you have this issue of um, dead zones, like with Wi-Fi dead zones. Yeah. So wireless-only products, you'll have dead zones. So, you know, the streaming of the video might stop or get a little jagged or, um, you know, you have issues with that. The other um, issue is you have the um, you have physical barriers within a home. So um, wood, glass, HVAC ducting. So being able to penetrate that sort of is the issue with dead zones. The other thing we do is, um, we, the network can get saturated. So I call it the Thanksgiving effect when all the family's over and people are booted off the network. Um, with our dual mesh network, we communicate not only wirelessly, but also with the existing wires in the home. So we're sort of the belt and suspenders of um, smart lighting. Um, so what that means is that when you tell Alexa or Google or, or your phone to turn on the lights, they will always go on. And we are the only ones in the market that have the dual mesh technology. I love it. And what a great analogy, the belt and suspenders of the, of the lighting industry. Kudos to you, Rob, and your team for, for working on that. Now, the most important question before we're completely out of time, what kinds of costs are we talking about? I know that you said you've reduced the expense dramatically. So can you give us an idea from what range to what range if folks are thinking of replacing some switches or dimmers or all of the above? Well, the 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 ranges are around thirty to uh, thirty nine to fifty nine dollars. But for uh, the, I think stepping back, it used to cost tens of thousands of dollars to have smart lighting in your home. Mm. We can do it for a couple of hundred to a few hundred dollars. So it is a dramatic shift that now everyone can enjoy a high end, high quality, incredibly robust uh, smart lighting system for a few hundred dollars. Ah. Love it. Uh, off the air, I'll wrestle you, wrestle your arm to get some for maybe the summer giveaway. We'll talk about that. No pressure now, no commitment. But uh, we invite our audience to visit Nokia.SmartLabsInc.com. And of course, we'll have the link at IntoTomorrow.com to get you there. But in the meantime, N-O-K-I-A, Nokia.SmartLabsInc, as one word, I-N-C, Dot com. Rob, you're a delight to chat with. I like the cool things that you're doing with your products. I'm sure we're going to have you back soon because I'm sure you're going to have even more things to talk about in your smart lighting products, among other things. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Again, Nokia.SmartLabsInc.com for more. Visit us at IntoTomorrow.com, and you'll have links to Rob and his team and what they're up to and all of our guests. And, of course, be sure to check out the videos if you're not doing so already as we speak. I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. 
How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks on Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. We thank you for tuning into tomorrow. Thank you in advance for calling in and participating into tomorrow. So many easy ways to do just that. You can call the toll-free number 800-899-INTO anytime, 24-7. Or you can use the message to studio button. Just mash that button on the free Into Tomorrow app anytime, 24-7. Or you can click on the Ask Dave microphone button. On anything with a browser and a microphone, your tablet, your smartphone, your desktop, your laptop, whatever, at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000. Doug in Durham, North Carolina, listens on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hello, Doug. I have a Samsung Chromebook, probably four or five years I'll be typing, you know, to somebody, and it'll go back over what I've already typed and start typing what I'm typing at that point, just messing up the whole thing. I don't know what's going on. I need help. Well, Doug, unfortunately, that sounds like a hardware issue, and it's unlikely that Samsung is still supporting the hardware after five years. We could have an issue with a driver, but Chromebooks are meant to be no maintenance in terms of software as far as the user is concerned, and driver upgrades are typically handled in the background for you automatically. Yeah, if you want to rule that out as a problem, you can restore the laptop to its factory settings. The main advantage of a cloud-based laptop is you can do that without losing any data. Now, don't hold your breath, though. It sounds like either the mouse or the keyboard are randomly firing off signals when you type, and there may not be a software solution for that. Now, one thing you might want to be conscious of, though, and this is something I've, I've had, an issue I've had many times, um, is if your Chromebook has a trackpad, as most do, make sure that you're not resting your palm on it while you're typing. Doing so may very well move the cursor around. And like I said, that's happened to me on more than one occasion. Yeah, it might just be your thumb hitting it, not realizing, or your little finger, or any number of things. Or with, with a mouse, if you're using a mouse, it could just be dirty. You know, clean the bottom of the mouse a little bit with a little alcohol wipe or something. Uh, any number of things that could interfere might hopefully solve the problem. And if all else fails, a sledgehammer usually works. That does the trick (laughs) in order for you to get a new one. Yeah. Visit us at intotomorrow.com for more. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.